after living life trafficked, and then as a prostitute, God sent me a man to marry me. And I found out his God was real. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Now, please be advised, as the following content is intended for mature audiences only, listener discretion is advised. Now, lately, we've been talking about human trafficking, the horrible human sex slave trade that is plaguing our country. In our last show, Jessica Johnson shared with us how she was born into a very dysfunctional home where her father was often focused on his own relationships. While she lived with him, she endured a lot of abuse, sexual, physical, verbal, you name it. When she was 16, she couldn't take it anymore. She ran away only to find herself in the arms of a human trafficker. I mean, he totally deceived her, acted like he was there as a friend to help her, and then basically forced her to sell her body for sex. She described it like she was being raped by force. And that was her life. When she didn't meet a certain quota or, you know, she was robbed or something like that, she was always beaten near to death. Now, when that trafficking ring was busted by the police, she later became a prostitute on her own. She's going to tell us more about that. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me again. Jessica, it's such an honor to have you with us today. And honestly, your story is so rare, you know, to hear the truth about this. So tell me, I understand that when you got set free, you went back with your dad for a little bit, right? I did. But then you were pregnant with, you know, the guy who got busted with his baby because he had raped you. And then basically your dad was like, listen, you need to go to a, what was it? It was like a woman's home group, right? Yes, it was a woman's group home for pregnant women. And then at that moment, you're like, this is not for me. I've only known the prostitution. There's trauma that plagued you. And then you ended up becoming a prostitute for yourself, like you were your own pimp. Tell us about that. So I stayed at that group home until I had that baby. I had that baby for a couple months, nursed her, did everything I needed to do. But then I just didn't fit in. I just felt like I was not supposed to be there. So I gave the baby up for adoption. And then I ended up right back on the streets again. Wow. So you're on the streets. And so you're turning tricks or basically what that means is getting clients and getting paid for sex, correct? Right. Wow. So you're living this lifestyle, but then I understand that God, even in this moment, was thinking of you and sent you a man who is an adamant Christian who you married. Tell us about that. So I had met this man off of a chat line. My actual intention was to look for tricks, but I came across this man I ended up calling his number and then we started talking for like three months. I didn't meet him, nothing. I just started talking to him and we ended up becoming really good friends. And then the friendship turned into him marrying me, but I never told him my darkest secrets, which was me struggling with prostitution because I was trafficked in. Wow. So like he does not know he's marrying you 
And oh my gosh, now how long until he found out what you did for a living? Because I know that you were telling him that you were just like a massage therapist, right? And he found out that it wasn't massage. Tell us about that. So in the beginning, I didn't make a whole bunch of money because I didn't want to give red flags. But eventually, I got so addicted to the money that I was making so much that he started to question, and I still lie, but eventually people in the city would tell him, do you know that you are with a prostitute? Whoa. Okay. So did he leave you or why did he stay with you? He said that he stayed with me, married me because he kind of knew. He told me that he kind of knew because of the amount of money I was making and because I was always answering my phone and always in and out, in and out. But he said that the reason why he married me because he said that the Lord told him that I was his assignment and that I would be delivered. Wow. And you're not a Christian at this point. You're like, you're definitely not a Christian at this point, right? Oh, no. Like, I knew of God because of my dad, but because of my dad's ways of doing things, I was like, this is not for me. I don't believe anybody. You know, I don't Mm. care about the God. If God is so good, why did I end up trafficking, rape, hurt, stab, all these things? Right. Oh, my gosh. So you're like, yeah, like, God, whatever. So in this marriage, he's basically preaching the gospel to you and you're like yeah 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 whatever right (laughs) and he's praying for you right well he planted seeds and talked to me about faith and he took me to church his mom and his sisters all would you know take me to church and i used to be in the church house literally setting up calls like okay is this over yet i gotta go wow and you'd be setting up calls with johns or customers for the prostitution is that correct Yes. Oh my gosh. So how did you come to know this Jesus Christ for yourself? I became homeless when I got in trouble with the law. Mm. And at this time I had a child with my husband. And because I was homeless and everything was pretty much taken and lost from all that I have done, I heard Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 into my spirit, Mm. and I still didn't want to look at the Bible. So God tried another way. This was October 12th of 2018, and I just got on food stamps. I just got on Section 8. You know, my pride was completely shocked. Like, I have to go through this humility process. Right, because you were making big, big money before, and now you're like, oh, gosh, I get it. Yes. So I'm on the max transportation, public transportation with twin boys I just had and a four-year-old boy. And I hear, get off. So I look behind me and I didn't see anybody and I hear it again, get off. So I got off. Like, you know, I'm like, I got to get off. Somebody's telling me to get off, but I don't know who. So I got off. Mm. So while I got off, there was a store within like probably a hundred yards from where the max is approximately. And while I'm walking, I hear, trust me, I'll provide. And I'm talking like I'm talking right now. Look, I don't know if you're God. I don't know if I'm talking to the devil. I don't want to hear Sally, Jesse, Raphael's testimony, nobody. So I'm thinking I'm making a deal with this voice. If you are God, prove to Jessica that you're real. I shall follow you for the rest of my life. I go into this grocery store I pick up three cans of milk. I have $60 on my food stamp card, and I'm still thinking I'm going crazy because it's October 12th. There's 31 days in this month. Three cans of milk is not enough, you know, for this month with twins. And there was a grandma lady in front of me, a lady in her early 40s behind me. She talks to me about the twins, small talk. The grandma lady in front of me says, blessings to you. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I go pay for the milk. 
And the lady hands me the groceries. And I said, I don't have to pay. She goes, no. I said, shut up. Why don't I have to pay? What's so special about me? She leans in towards me and said, that's why the lady in front of you said blessings to you. She paid it for you. Instantly, I remember the conversation that I had. And when I grabbed and touched that grocery bag, I was filled with the fire of God. I was sweaty. I was hot. I felt this warmth from my stomach bursting all over my body. The spirit was so strong that I had all these emotions. I was crying. I was happy. I was joyful. I have expressions that I can't even explain to this day of what had happened. And the lady behind me said, I don't know what's going on, but I feel every single hair on my body standing up. And I looked at the kids and I said, oh my gosh, I just met the Lord. God is real. And I go meet this grandma lady who's putting her groceries in. And she goes, Jesus wants me to tell you something. I said, me? She said, yes. She said, Jesus loves you and don't stop doing what you're doing. And the only time that I was doing secretly in the bathroom was reading that Bible of New Living Translation because I wanted to know what Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 said. It says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Amen. And from that day forward, I never looked back. I knew that God was real because of my supernatural encounter. I stand firm in the Lord because he is the Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides, and the Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. Wow. If he can heal me, he can heal anybody, and he will provide. Mm. Walk by faith, not by sight. Wow, Jessica, thanks so much for sharing your heart. Your story encourages so many. And your loving husband really shines through your story. So may the Lord bless both of you and may his face shine down upon both of you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. Hang tight. I want to go deeper into ancient scriptures right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. What do you think about this? I know what some are thinking. You might be a little skeptical and wonder if someone who lived a life such as Jessica's could ever truly become a born-again Christian and a true follower of Jesus Christ. Most would say she's too far gone. But was she? I guarantee Jessica's faith has a different meaning compared to the person who goes to church every Sunday but can't wait to get out to do something else. <laughs> Yet they call themselves Christians. How so? Well, it's written in ancient scriptures about a woman who lived a very immoral life like Jessica. Let's see how she responded. Luke 7, 37-39, it's written, And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him weeping. 
and she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with a fragrant oil. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who's touching him, for she is a sinner. You see, the woman's response was a very deep, emotional, sentimental response to Jesus. But the religious person was so put off by the fact that such a sinner was touching Jesus, a rabbi. The truth is, Jesus came to set sinners free. And I am sensing there's someone who feels like they are that sinner even right now. And Jesus is extending his hand to you. That person who has lived in a moral lifestyle. Maybe you're wondering, can Jesus set me free? Yes, he can, if you're willing. Father God, I'm praying for the person who feels like they're too dirty or that they've done too much and they could never come to Jesus, that God would never accept them. I have news for you. If you're that person, God's arm is extended to you right now. He not only accepts you, he wants you back. Jesus, we repent of our sins and we're sorry, Lord, for the past. And we ask for forgiveness, Lord God. We receive this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.